shirt is out. Can y'all really feel me? Peachy's in the house, says she's always on a milli. Out west, he's the king of the bay. Fatino's all gritty, yeah, that boy don't play. Hold up. From the bay to the streets, Breezy represents the east, so we call him the beast. Together they form a powerful being like Voltron. Don't miss a single episode, turn your bells on. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. Glowing like a better table wall. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. We outline players up and show. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Line is tall, nitty gritty, this the line is tall. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Mose, it's Victory Monday, baby. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hey, we got another V. Or W, however you want to look at it. But we're gonna talk 49ers football because we got a lot of stuff we still want to get off our chest. Even with the victory, we got stuff we want to get off our chest. Mose, how you doing on this victory Monday? I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. I can't call it. I mean, I we got we gotta talk, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's some good, it's some bad. We're gonna be objective because that's what real fans are able to do. Uh, we're going to be objective. We're going to talk about it. Um, so let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right. Real quick, just want to give a shout out to our co-host, Peachy, who is in the midst. She's in traveling, you know, back home from Philly. You know what I'm saying? So she might not be on tonight, but she is in the midst of traveling. So please send y'all prayers out for traveling mercies, man. Make sure she gets home safe. She'll definitely be rocking with us on the Wednesday's episode when we break down the Green Bay Swiss cheese show all right let's get through the formalities real quick man real real quick look man we are sponsored by the one and only raise guys so if you don't know what raise is i tell you what this is what they look like man you can go out and get yourself uh any type of energy drinks i'm gonna tell you right now i had at least three of these joints uh on my transition from connecticut to philadelphia pa uh this past weekend bro <laughs> it was crazy man i needed energy and they provided them so go to www.repsports.com use that coupon code drink breezy and save a few dollars off of your purchase right there man you can go to raise energy drinks once again and get uh you know let me tell you something man them junks came in handy for me bro because i had a I didn't leave till about 1 a.m. I think I got to Philly around 5, 5.30. I think I dozed off for about an hour, woke up, and was at the tailgate, man. Like, <laughs> that's just how that's how this past weekend went. And that's how it's supposed to be, man. That's just how it's supposed to be. Listen, if you're on Twitch, man, make sure you follow and subscribe to, cha- to the channel on Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. That's the only place you're going to get the Nitty Gritty Niners. So if you like Nitty Gritty Niners and talking 49ers on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Sundays, make sure you subscribe to that channel. Also on Facebook, man. I mean, YouTube. Make sure you go to youtube.com backslash Wayne Breezy. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. You dig? And when you hit that little bell, that'll let you know that your alerts are set to on so you'll never, ever, 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 ever miss an episode. You can also follow and subscribe to us on our Facebook channel. 
Facebook is good. We got two winners on our Facebook group so far. Uh, we'll be sending out those gifts this week. Uh, shout out to Tanya Seau, who won last week. Look, the score is close. This is what we're going to do, Moe. I'm going to tell you right now because I know I'm going to forget. So I'm going to tell you because you don't forget. Next week's is going to be, I believe, the game pin from the Green Bay 49ers game. It's going to be the okay. game pin. All right. So what we're going to do for the scores, we got, they're going to have to guess the total combined score of the team. Now, the thing is, they can't repeat the score. That's how we'll do it. So let's say you put a 54. I'm going to have to scroll through all the comments and make sure 54 oh, wow. wasn't. Yeah. We got to make it tough. That's tough. We got to make okay. it tough. Got to make it tough. Got to so make it my, tough. If, if my combined score is 67 points, mm-hmm. someone else's combined score cannot also be 67 points. That, now you understand. That's how we're going to do it. So I better go wow. 60 points. Because I, you know, I was saying, man, no one's going to get the score prediction right. It's, it's almost impossible. Like, Yeah, if, but I mean, you got I, I I like how you got it because if you do it that way, but I always got to give somebody something and they were way off. I'm, listen, closest wins. I mean. Oh, come on, man. Come on. All right. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll, yeah, talk. we'll talk about it off. We'll, we'll talk I, about I, it. I see where you're going, but I'm going to be mad if, 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 if my score <laughs> prediction was 67 <laughs> and somebody who won at 67 but had to pick 68 or 66, they won. So, I hear you. I mean, but hey, I get it, it's, though. It's, it's first it. come, though. You, you get, get in it. there. I get it. Bam, you got to be on your P's and Q's. It's like setting your lineup, man. You got you got to be on your P's and Q's. Make sure you follow us on IG, Nitty Gritty Niners spelled all the way out. You can also follow us on our Twitter channel. That's Nitty Gritty with the number nine ERS. We didn't do a poll this week, man, because I didn't get into like after the, this afternoon and I was trying to prep for the show. So we didn't get a poll, uh, but it's all good. Shout out to everybody that was rocking that Nitty Gritty apparel. Listen, we got the Nitty Gritty banners hanging out there in the background. So go to www.nittygrittyniners.com. No, you can't get the banner there, but I can direct you where you can get the banner. So just make sure you hit us up. Shoot us an email. That's nittygrittyniners at gmail.com. Listen, the fans are in here. They want to know all the news that's going down. They want to know everything that's like, I mean, just stuff just popping off. With the 49ers, I tell you, it's like watching the football, bro. Like every week is something different. Every single week, man. I don't get it, but um, it's only week two, and we're already seeing the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs of of an NFL season. So uh, this is something we need to get used to, um, and this is something that we need to keep a close eye on and, and, and see how this team responds. I agree. But. Good news is the 49ers defeated the Philadelphia Eagles. That bird gang has gotten taken down. Um, look, 17 to 11. It wasn't purdy. Uh, it was gritty. This is probably one of the grittiest wins you're going to get all season. Why not talk about it on Nitty Gritty right here? 49ers got down to it. It was a crazy game. Mo's, myself, Peachy, we were actually at this game. And, man, I don't know where Mose was sitting, and I don't know how you were feeling. But, man, I was sitting there, like, diagnosing every play before it was thrown. I watched predetermined snaps, predetermined throws. I told the player – I told Philly fans, look, Jimmy going to join the George Kittle because the linebacker showed they was in man coverage, and he followed him, and Jimmy's going to say that's the mismatch. It was for a one-yard stick! I was like, what in the blood clout of heavens is going on here? But, listen, we'll get into some of that, man. Before we got a contribution, shout-out to Nick and What's going on? Super chat, my guys. We held it down yesterday. Let's let's 
go. Let's go. <laughs> you absolutely right. Let's go. Nate, thank you so much for the contribution. Shout out to the family from Number Niners, man. Look, Mose, uh, before we break down this game, I do want to start the show off with this, and I want to get your honest, honest opinion, okay? Honest opinion. Here we go. Bam. Now, if y'all don't know who that is, the blonde-haired dude, that's Zach Ertz. The other funny-looking dude, that's George Kittle. They're part of that tight ends university camp George Kittle got going on. Uh, Ertz is the second, what is he, the second leadest, uh, leading pass catcher for the Philadelphia Eagles of all time. The other guy that leads, I don't know his name off the top of my head, he's actually at the game. He was one of those old dudes with Brian Dawkins. He was there um, that they did, you know, some type of speech or whatever. Um the reason why I put this picture up, though, Moses, and I got to ask your, your opinion on this, but uh, Zach Hertz, Ertz, excuse me, has just been sent to the COVID list. Uh. Okay, now you know where I'm going, so we'll... <clears throat> All right, so you were probably wondering why the hell was Zach Ertz on his 49ers podcast, right? Um, Not saying... Yeah, I just... just you know what? I'm going to shut up, and you just talk, because... Because this is this will be a serious thing if, if 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 he has the virus. That's a jersey. Uh, that's sweat. That's germs. That's. I mean, there, there's 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 no social distancing in that pick. <laughs> uh, I'm sure after the pick, they. I'm sure after the pick, they shook hands, and it wasn't just like the handshake. It was like the. Bring the brotherly love the with the yeah. joint, like yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean this this could be an issue, and despite I gotta post this, <laughs> <laughs> I don't this, mean to kill the vibe, bro. This is real talk, but this is stuff that we have to talk about. Um, so <laughs> we we obviously we don't know the situation. We don't know why he got sent to the COVID list. He may not have tested positive or um, he may not be telling the team that he's, you know, feeling symptoms. He may have been sent to the list because maybe another player on that Eagles team is testing positive or showing symptoms. And because of the contact tracing, they, you know, have, you know, identified as Ertz as being somebody close to that player. So I don't want to judge too far into it since we don't have the full details yet. Um, But. If he is positive, uh, being that close to George Kittle, you know, that could be something where, you know, the league sends us something that says now you have to send George Kittle to uh, the reserve COVID-19 list because of the close contact with Zach Ertz. I don't I'm, I'm not sure if they do it that way. I'm not sure if the NFL sends out information to, you know, all the teams based on who they play. I know the teams have their own procedures and policies and contact tracing and things of that nature. But yeah, um, let's just pray that it was a situation where he may have come in contact with somebody else on the team who had it, or is suspected of having it. Maybe he himself doesn't have it. Um, we don't know. His, we also don't know Zach Ertz vaccination status. True. Um, so that could also be a benefit. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to, to play it by ear, unfortunately this week um, and see how it goes. And despite, George Kittle's lack of targets and catches in his production in the passing game. Um, he is a valuable member of this team just because of the threat of what he can do. And as a run blocker, we seen it yesterday. Uh, 
uh, my homie Joe, who you met yesterday. We were sitting there watching the game, and he was like, "Dag George, he blocked his guy like <laughs> All the twenty way out, yards down, down, the, down the field. field. Like there was some blocks in this game. By oh the my goodness, he 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 took took him to the dirt." And like on his knees, he did like one of these and like went up to like he loves to block. Um, and with the injuries that we have to our running backs, which an, another thing that we'll touch on, he is definitely going to be needed um, as a blocker in this this offense for the running game. So agree. Agreed 100. I had to I had to bring it up, man. Not trying to be a Debbie Downer, man, but it's a possibility because of that physical close contact. You know what I'm saying? Um there's a possibility George may have to go through COVID protocol. And, and all that, you know, it, it, it's just the way it is. He, he has contact. Whether he's vaccinated or not, he still has to follow the protocol of the NFL for COVID. So we just need to keep our eye on it. That's all I'm saying. If you're a 49er fan, usually when it hits the fan, it hits the fan. It's just the way it is. You're, injury, it's adversity. We're going to chalk it up to the word adversity. Shout out to my man, McCarver, man. He's in here. I mean, he's watching the show, man. <laughs> Shout out to you, bro. He has a dope podcast that he does, man. I definitely, I'm a huge fan of his work, man. I I don't know. I commend people that do the editing stuff. I'm a live guy. You guys like to edit. Y'all got time on y'all side, man. That, that ain't for me. I just like to go raw. Pause. No pause. <laughs> However you want to look at it. Uh, we got our girl right here, Peachy's in the building, man. She's watching on her travel. Oh, Peachy! She's talking to y'all. 35 in the chat, 17 likes. Get them likes up before she come travel to wherever you are. Listen. And hit the button for you. Yeah, y'all don't want that. Queen Peach has spoken. Queen, the Queen, the Queen Peach. I like that. Y'all better not let us speak again. Mm-mm, not tonight. All right, Mo. So we started off with that. And uh, you can take it however you want. But now we got to get down to the get down. All right, man? Because the injuries, they come. And they don't ever seem to really go. Like, they they kind of stay chalked up to the 49ers, all right? So Jennifer Lee Chan reports out, and so did every other beat writer. But I really love Jennifer Lee Chan, right? More 49ers injuries, all right? <laughs> we already know about... Javon Kinlaw, who played yep. the whole game, by the way. I do want to point that out. Uh, knee day-to-day. And that's going to probably be like that for the rest of the season. Yeah. I didn't sure. see this one. Cornerback Josh Norman, ankle day-to-day, which is likely. I think that's minor. That's minor, right? Uh, Eric Armstead, Eric Armstead, abductor. Now, he had that abductor uh, the same from before the game. So, you know, mm-hmm. same as last week. This is the one. This was our first injury of the game. Defensive lineman Kevin Givens, high ankle sprain, will be out a while, all right? Um, And there's another high ankle sprain uh, that was Jermichael Hasty, who also will be out for a while, all right? Um, And then Trey Sermon is in concussion protocol, all right? Just want to point that out there, that that everything's not on that list. And uh, I believe Elijah Mitchell's shoulder is day-to-day. I believe that's what they said. Yeah. All right, man. The running back room is wearing thin. Hmm. What are your thoughts so far, man? Like, like, I know that they're bringing people in. We'll talk about that in a second. But like, just isn't this this is part of the season, right? I mean, this is what this is what happens when you play NFL football. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't ever hear. And I, I mean, I know, I know he's a different animal. Okay. But I don't ever hear Derrick Henry frequently on the injury report. Ever. 
I don't hear Alvin Kamara frequently on the injury report. Other than some big injuries, I don't hear Nick Chubb frequently on the injury report. And I'm sure all those guys have, you know, nicks and bruises like everybody does. But it just seems like year after year, we get excited about our running backs. Our running game is good. And they 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 get injured. The Super Bowl year, we was running good. We had Breeder running strong and Mostert running strong. And then those guys get hurt. And then we got to rely on Jeff Wilson and Austin Walter and all of these other guys. And now this year, Mostert started off good. And then he goes down. Mitchell comes in, has a great game. And then in this game, he goes down with an injury. Hasty looked real good in that Eagles game. He offered some explosion, was hitting out those holes, getting into the outside, one cut and go. Now he's out a while with a high ankle sprain. I mean, it's like we talked about it before. And, like, I I don't want to be negative, but I really feel like there's this dark cloud of injuries over this organization. And, like, we just can't just stay healthy. I understand it's a 16, 17-game season now, and it's just not going to happen in a contact sport. But can we go, like, can I just get three straight weeks of, like, no serious injuries or no or not a multitude of injuries? Like, mm-hmm. we just lost two more players, all, although at their depth pieces, we just lost two more players for multiple weeks in Givens and Hasty. Mm-hmm. Like, can we go three or four straight weeks without – either a serious injury or multiple little injuries. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it has to do with the way they practice and the way they train. I don't know if it has to do with the strength and conditioning staff. We we've tried changing that up. I mean, Kyle and John, they restructured the whole thing. Hey, look, I, I think I have a solution. Start drafting better prospects. Possibly. I mean, if you think about all the pieces that they bring in, they're guys off of the street and this is that in the third or fifth or sixth is on the depth chart. They weren't really hot. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Not saying that is that I'm not saying that's the issue or that's the answer to the, to the issue. I'm just saying maybe you, when you can, the 49ers haven't been able to spend in the luxury. I feel like drafting the running back high is when you got everything else pretty much in place, right? So the 49ers haven't been able to do that. And, yes, Kyle can make stuff work with guys, but those guys can't stay healthy, and that's detrimental to the team because if you watch this Eagles game, when they put 9 to 12 people in the box, I mean everybody in the box. They ain't even playing coverage. And they force the quarterback to throw. It's tough. Throw's going to be high. Throw's going to be far away from the guy. Throw's going to be off. Rhythm going to be out of sync. It's going to be weird. But we talked about this, Mose. We talked about this, Mose. We talked about this, Mose. We talked about what happens when they stack the box. And you see it. And and I hate jumping ship because we're we're talking about injuries. And I don't want to jump ship. You know what? I'll save that. I'll save that. But I tell you what, we see what happens when defenses really prepare and take away the strengths of the 49ers. They take away the run game. That's the strength. Why? Tune into another episode. I'll tell you that. 
All right, so here's here's some of the guys that we're bringing in. Nick Wagner reports, 49ers are bringing in running backs T.J. Heldon, Dookie Johnson, that's my guy, and Lamar Miller, who he spelled his name wrong. But I think Lamar Miller is done, and he, he didn't work out with a few teams. Four workouts, given how banged up they are at running back, this is an issue. The running back room is an issue, Moses. You're going to tell everybody why. Still a chance to have Mitchell and Sermon available, and team has Kerryon Johnson on the practice squad. Uh, they also picked up Trent Cannon, right, who was number 49 that played yesterday. Uh, and and Mose, the running back room is wearing thin. The running back room is searching for pieces outside of the, the organization. How detrimental is the running back position to this particular offense? Team, period. I think – not ha- not uh, being able to run, we saw how ineffective this offense can be in the first half. Um, especially when Jimmy isn't in rhythm and he's unable to find a rhythm. If we can't run the ball the way we're supposed to run the ball, if we can't be effective there, it makes our offense stagnant and it takes a while for us to get going. Now, you know, I, I saw, you know, the, the names that we were, were trying to bring in. We got to add depth. You know, we'll be without Mostert. We'll be without Hasty. We're without Wilson. I do like what we have. If Mitchell's able to go, thankfully, if Sermon is able to go. And Sermon's injury wasn't a real injury. No. That was a dirty That was a dirty play. Got hit in the head. The flag was called on that. Um, I think that was, that was uncalled for. Um, so... Obviously, concussion is a little bit different. I think had it not been for the Eagle player doing that, then we're talking about Sermon healthy, and maybe he gets to start versus Green Bay, and Mitchell was able to back him up while he's you know trying to get back to 100%. Uh, we got Trenton Cannon, you know who we have, and we can have him active, and then we can you know call up Carryon Johnson from the practice squad. Um, so I'm I'm okay with those four. Um, and maybe we just bring in one of those veteran guys to replace Carryon Johnson on the practice squad. Uh, I'm okay with those four, but we definitely need to be able to run the football uh, in order to open this offense up the way Kyle wants wants to open it up. Out of those four guys, man, who who do you see? Who do you feel fares well best for for the Niners? See, I I think the guys that they're looking I, at now are even a better fit than Carryon. But I, I want to know your your thoughts. I still think it's Mitchell. Of, of course, you, you're, you're talking I, about. I, I'm who's talking about. Of who's, I'm, I'm talking about of depth. The guys that they're looking to bring in, like you know, Heldon, Duke Johnson. Uh, who's the other guys we mentioned? I don't like. I don't like T.J. Yeldon. He's too slow. Um, he's a pass catcher though, but he doesn't have the speed. No, um, Duke Johnson is a good catcher out of the backfield and a good blocker. And he's a good blocker, so he he might be the best of all. It, right. Lamar Miller, he's injury, too injury prone for me. I don't know if he still has the same speed. I, I'd rather them go get Matt Breida and, and give up, you know, a dollar or something for Matt Breida <laughs> from Buffalo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we were—I was talking about this earlier with um, with Nick from Nothing But Niners and my uh, my OG Joe. There's a couple other names out there that I like. They're all and they're younger. One one name I mentioned was Austin Walter, just because he's been here before. Yeah. You can see he that. the system. He's a free agent. Yep. Another young running back that I liked because I liked what he's able to do as far as, you know, his speed, quickness, and his power. And he's from the team we just faced. 
I like what I saw from Elijah Holyfield. Oh, during the, Eagles uh, camp in preseason. That Vander Holyfield's son? That is Evander Holyfield's son, hmm. running back who went to Georgia. He's a free agent out there. Okay. He's young. He's fast. He's elusive. He has power, runs with power. And he might be a little bit more durable than some of the guys that we have and that um, we're looking to get. So uh, I'm sure they want a veteran presence. They don't want to stick to too many of the young, inexperienced guys. Yeah, you're on it. But I, I I want I want young guys with fresh legs, who ha, who got who got a, who got that pop in their step, um, and looking for another opportunity, right? I mean, absolutely, it, it just happened to fall on the depth chart. But it seems like for young guys, the running back spot on the 49ers is where you want to be. Like it's where you want to be. That's I, the, gar- I guarantee you, if we called Elijah Holyfield, he'd be like, "I'm coming for Don't two dollars." We'll we'll fi- we'll figure all that out. I'm on the plane right now. Have Coach Bobby Turner send me the playbook so I can get acclimated. I don't need to start on Sunday. Just get me in the building. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll work my way up to get the carries that I need and make a difference on this offense. I guarantee you, if you called him right now, he'd be there in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, you heard Mike McDaniel say in the pressers, man. He said Kyle Shanahan is a show of show me person. Like, don't talk about it. Be about it. And that's what these players got to be. I mean, I think I think that's some of the issues that's going on with Brandon Ayuk and, you know, some of these young guys, man. Kyle, Kyle is like, <laughs> talk is cheap, motherfucker. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Facts. get out there and do the thing. So, um, look, we're running thin at the running back position, uh, but we're, we're looking to fill the hole, man. This is the this is this is going to happen every year, guys. Like, it, it's it's what it is. I think Mo said it at the beginning of the show. We just have to start accepting what's going down. Because of the type of it's you know what it is though? It could be the style of offense that we run most that causes our players to get more dinged up because there's not the same type of offseason that there used to be when when Mike Shanahan was running the offense and and those guys were just getting the bang bangs up in practice so they can get their bodies acclimated to the game, to the speed, to the hits. Because that's what we're running. We're running an extension of his dad's offense. We're running an extension of Bill Walsh's offense. We're running that old school style, pro style. It's just that the players aren't as durable anymore. But at some point, Kyle has to figure that out. I get it because the NFL and has to, and he has to find a way to make his offense work with the new rules. Yeah, that keep his players' bodies healthy. I agree because in order for us to stay at the top of this league and to be able to contend, not just for a playoff spot, because we've we've been there, we've done that. Harbaugh era, we made the playoffs. We made the NFC Championship, what, three straight times it was? Oh, yeah. It was in the NFC Championship game. We've we been there. We've done that. Under under Shanahan, we made it to a Super Bowl. That we could have won and should have won. So I think just getting to the playoffs is not enough at this point. Absolutely not. So in order for us to stay in contention and be mentioned amongst the names like the – Shoot the Packers, Chiefs, the, yeah, the Chiefs, the Packers, the yeah. Ravens, where we're always in that top five, top six echelon of teams in the league, and that we're contending for Super Bowls every year under this Kyle Shanahan regime. We need to stay healthy because that gives us the best chance to win. I'd yep. rather I'd rather lose a hundred percent healthy 
and just say, you know what? We got outplayed. We got us. Yeah, we got we made We made mistakes. Yeah. We didn't execute. They beat us. Yeah. Then to say, dang, what could have happened if Jimmy was in the game? What could have happened if Raheem Moster had played in this game? What could have happened if Kyle Shanahan was there? Or if Javon Kinlaw's knee wasn't messed up? Or yeah. if Jason Verrett didn't go down with a Like, what could have happened if we had all of our starters that we went into the season with available for that game? How, how, how would that outcome have been different? I, I think as a fan base, I can speak for all of us, we're tired of that thought process. We're tired of that. You, you know what makes us tired? You know ahead. what makes us tired? When I when I look around the NFL and I don't see like I don't see 10% of the injuries that I uh, from other teams that I see from the 49ers. It's like the 49ers got four or five guys each and every week, but other teams may have one. And yeah, I'm paying attention to that. Okay, I got to. So it's my job, right? And so I'm saying, why can't the 49ers find ways? Stay? It has to be. It has to be deeper than the 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 you know the the staff that's keeping them healthy and, and training and and it has to be deeper than that. Maybe maybe Kyle is running. Maybe he's playing too conservative, and not allowing these guys to play football football, and it's causing a bunch of little dingy injuries. I don't know. But the running back position will be addressed. Uh, Vince says, I did want to point this out because you know I like this guy. I know we would have to trade for him unless he's cut. And I don't think that they would do that. I don't think the 49ers would trade for a running back unless it's a younger piece and they can get something, you know, they feel like they got something in return. But uh, Wayne Gallman has been inactive the first two games for Atlanta. He has, too. That's a fact. Why not go get him and, and Moses? We, we're, not, we're not trading for a running back. Yeah, we're, especially we're not trading for a running back that we cut. <laughs> we're not trading for a running back that didn't make the final fifty-three. So, right. uh, if they move him to the practice squad, and he but he should close, have. Don't tell me he shouldn't have. No, I don't think he should have. I think he should have. A, he was proven to be the most durable back. B, he was averaging five point something yards a carry in the preseason, which is average. Hold against, on, against subpar Hold defenses, on, breezy. That's, but. <laughs> that's average, but so did Elijah Mitchell, and so did uh um not Trey Sermon or Raheem Wooster. Who? And Hasty. Yeah. And and but see, that's why you keep those guys because they offer you more explosion. They 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 they, they do you, you keep, you but keep they don't, offer, they don't offer you the durability, bro. And now none of them cats is playing. Well, Mitchell might play. I'm just saying he's still banged up. So it's like it's like, all right. You got you got a possibility to get a guy that showed the world that he could be an all down back with the Giants when 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 Saquon Barkley went out. No, he's not going to give you that explosion of a, of a Raheem Moster. No, but he's that's not what we get, need. We don't just we we need a we need a. I feel like we need we need a combination. Everybody can't be the explosive type of player. I feel like. The year we was looking good is when Tevin Coleman was still up the par before the injury. He wasn't explosive. He was a four-point-something. Tevin Coleman wasn't explosive, bro. He was yes, like a he was. He was not explosive. He was not explosive. Not, not to, the, to the extent. The Carolina the game? Not, you you going off of one game, bro. Oh, oh, hear me out. He worked, when, I say, when I think of the word explosive, I'm talking about the way they hit the holes, like quick, hard, fast. Tevin Coleman, in my opinion, was the setup down guy. 
There were games he can get five, six yards of carry, but he was really that three-yard guy. I'm going to get you three. I'm going to get you three. Bam, here comes Mostert. He's going for 25. It was it was the perfect thunder and lightning combination. I feel like the 49ers have been searching for that. And I thought, I thought when they drafted Trey Sermon, that's what it was going to be. Because now you got a bigger, durable back. And now all of a sudden, Trey Sermon ain't learning the playbook. <laughs> he He's not getting in the game. But I... I- but here's I like what I saw on that run. I did. <laughs> here's, and here's here's where I'll disagree with you. Okay, go on ahead. That, on that run that he got injured. That was beautiful. That was explosive. That was explosive. That, that was explosive. That was explosive to me. But he, and in my opinion, he's still the setup down guy. I'd rather see him on first, second, maybe mix in Elijah Mitchell. And if and if we still had like a Raheem Mostert, you ugh, the rotation should have been serious. But Kyle stays with the hot hand. Listen, Elijah Mitchell couldn't get it going on this Sunday, but and I, but see, I don't think that was all. No, on it's not. Elijah Mitchell. It's 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 the game. It's the game plan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the game plan. Jimmy can't throw. There's they were in the backfield the whole game, bro. First play of the game, tackle for a loss. First play, they ain't even see us yet. That that's that's to a better defensive line. The yeah, the guard the guards got whooped on. <laughs> <laughs> the guards got in in the run game. The guards got they they attacked those guards, and they they got to the inside. Javon Hargrave looked like an All Pro defensive tackle. Oh my gosh! And everybody everybody in Philly has been saying, obviously Fletcher Cox is getting a little bit older. He's kind of taking a, a a step back. He's still a dominant force just because he's just a that, big man. They said that but last said, week, and Javon, then look what he did this week. The Javon Hargrave is out here cooking. Who is that? Like, where did he come from? I think he went, if I'm not mistaken, I think he went to Florida. Jeez. For college ball. Like, I, uh, and I, we try to tell the world that their defensive line, bro, is on another level. Like, I get Detroit has some guys, but Philly is known for their, their defensive line is the hoagie. That, that's exactly what it is. They all the ingredients, the bread, the meats. Matter of fact, I had a, I had a turkey and cheese hoagie, bro, from um from Leo's. Let me tell you, first of all, they must have put seventeen pounds of turkey on that joint. The turkey Ooh. was so much turkey on that joint, it was overflowing out of the bread, bro. That sandwich took me two days to eat, bro. Like, <laughs> but I ate it. Okay, so I was wrong. Javon Hargrave for college went to South Carolina State. Mm. And then he was drafted by the Steelers third round in 2016. So, so you was, know he got some you know he got some good training when he was in Pittsburgh on that defensive line. So basically you're saying he getting paid right now. They gave him an extension. I think he got an extension with the Eagles. I believe I believe yeah, so. I got you, bro. That's why. They listen, man. That defensive line, if I have to give them any credit from yesterday's game, which I am, I'm not a hater. That defensive line was the only thing that was going to scare me. That and what Jalen Hurts was going to be able to do on his feet. And we watched both of those come to fruition on yesterday. All right, let's get through the rest of these the, the, the news, and then we'll break down um, our experience with the Philly Takeover. Shout out to my man, Troy. Brother Troy in the building, man. Listen, man, thank you so much for the contribution, man. We all are great here at Nitty Gritty, baby. Thank you for believing, man. We appreciate you, brother. Yo, all I know is... <laughs> The stuff that's going down with the 49ers, man, is is real, man. Um, I do want to get into some of these uh, um, 
some of some of the news as far as like how stuff was kind of like broken down. And I want to talk about this stuff for a little bit, right? So the 49ers are dead last, bro. Dead last. I don't I don't shout out to Akash, man. Dead last in dead the, last in the NFL in air yards per game, 142. Yep. Not sure if that's going to fly against better competition over the next few weeks, man. Have to start finding explosive plays. Listen, the 49ers are getting like one explosive play though per game. Um, but they're dead last. And I I, you know, I don't like to draw comparisons, NFL to college, but y'all know I'm a Michigan fan. And I know we beat the snot out of whoever we played this past weekend, 63 to 8 or something like that. How how about Michigan threw brand for eight touchdowns, though? Mm. So it's got, at some point, not being able to air the ball out is going to be a problem. What are your thoughts on that, being dead last? Do you care? Does it matter because we get yards and yak? Does it matter because we're running the ball? Like Dead last? Air yards? Yeah, so now that I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, it's air yards because it can't be no, it's air yards because, like you said, because right. if you if you look at the yak, it's – it's air, air yards. Yard. Yeah, it's air yards. He he made that clear. It's air because yard. of the because of the players that we have. Debo we know is a yak king. Kittle we know yeah king can get yak. Mm-hmm. If we can get Ayuk involved, he's we know another he can yak get guy. yak. We know Trent Surfield. He's got the speed. He can get yak. When we no, he can. He can. He proved it in the preseason, Breezy. Don't make that face. No, 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 because, all right, all right. The so two big passes. No, 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 no. Hear me out, bro. And, a run. And, and my opinion, those, I know that's yak, but that's not, that's not the, the yak. That's not the true definition of yak, in my opinion. It's like, yards after the catch. So I know, catch bro. Ball, but, 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 but when we when we look at our guys, when we look at a Kittle, when we look at a, a Debo and at a Brandon Ayuk, they catching the ball for like, because Jimmy can't throw the ball past like five yards. So they catching five yard passes and then turning it into like 60 yard gains. Whereas Trent Sheerfield's getting open downfield and then and then getting it's all the same. I'm just but, talking but, about the way it's being done. It's different. But, here, but here's here's what I'm saying. If you start getting Trent Sherfield involved, if oh, you throw him a if you throw him a quick five or ten yard slant. And the and the guy takes a bad angle. I got you, bro. He's I got gonna you. take that to the crib. Oh, no, no, no. I got you. I think I, you're 100 percent correct. Look, they tried, but Jimmy's balls was off. Like oh. they were off. He had two underneath no. routes. Oh my god. We'll talk about that later. Sorry, but, bro. Sorry. So, sorry. So, so like I said, it is it is a little bit misleading because I'm looking at that whole stat. Like the Raiders are number one. Uh, the Jags are number two at 409 in the air. But aren't the Jags? 0-2 right now. Yeah, but they got a quarterback that's just going to sit there and just throw the ball down. The, the, bu- the Buffalo Bills are number three with 401 air yards. And They'd probably be one number one if they didn't play Pittsburgh first. Right. So they're they're one and one. And then if you look at the bottom five, Falcons are at 28 with 183. They're 0-2. The Patriots are 29 with 180 air yards. They're one and one. Bears are 30th with 172. They're one and one. Saints are 31st with 156. They're one and one. And we're last at 142. We're 2-0. Oh. So I'm not concerned Good. because of our running game, as Good. long as we can keep guys healthy. Good. And the fact that we have weapons that when the ball is in their hands, Good. they make things happen. Because we don't win that game yesterday. Yes, sir. If Debo doesn't do what he does 
on that big catch at the end of the first half. Now that, my friend, was an amazing throw by Jimmy Garoppolo. He he throws some good balls, but then he throws some bad balls. That ball was right in front of Debo. That junk was right in. When I say in front, he ain't got reach behind to catch it. Nope. Yeah. It was all in stride, bro. All yeah. in stride. Yeah. 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 That, like that, that, that's how the balls need to be thrown. And so we give, I know catch, I know wide receivers got to catch the ball if they touch it, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but remember we did that episode where I forgot who it was. I mean, it was Brandon Ayuk. And I think it was in a preseason game. And his body was like contorted. Like it was like, it was like twisted, you know, like a like a, a human pretzel to still try to catch. He didn't catch it, obviously, but that's because the ball was behind him. If the quarterbacks could get the ball, meaning Jimmy Garoppolo, because we're not seeing any Trey Lance, and we'll talk about that. There's no Trey Lance today. Not not yesterday. He was he. I, I got video of him thrown on the sideline, and that was about it. <laughs> he was too. throwing darts. <laughs> I got I got I got pregame throws. I got pre-game. That's all we got. He was, he was throwing darts, bro, on the sideline. But nah, it was he wasn't part of the game plan, man. Definitely wasn't part of the game plan. Shout out to everybody in the building, man. This is probably like our biggest watch episode of all time, man. We got people on all the platforms: Twitch, uh, Periscope, aka Twitter. Right? We got Facebook people watching. We love you guys, man. We just want to give love you a round of applause. You know what I'm saying? Round of applause, dude. So you're not concerned about the air yards because you're just like, no. you know what? but see, here's why I'm concerned. Because if the games are like the game we watched on Sunday in week two, if, the week, if week two defenses can figure out the 49ers, then Kyle does not look, I, I will say he made some adjustments, but Kyle rarely makes offensive adjustments in a game because he's kind of stubborn. Right, he feels like his plays should work. How many screens did we run, bro? And then they just—I can't even. I can't even. I would have to go through all my footage from the game (laughs) to really count how many. I think one or two worked. I I I didn't under I I understood. All right, Kyle talked about how they couldn't run the ball effectively, and that was just due to not necessarily bad play from the O line. I just thought that the defensive line was better. Like, they just were in the backfield. They knew the runs. They, they said, hey, we penetrate their O-line. We can get in there, especially if they want to run. They took away inside zone. Let's just call it like it is yeah. until the game, until later on in the game. And I'm going to tell you when stuff starts. And we can't, for, we can't forget this is the same defensive line that absolutely wrecked the game last year. <sighs> Did they add anybody new? Like Josh Sweat? Like, uh, like, like any of these guys? Because they – or was it the same depth and the same D? I think everybody on this team is this was the, yeah. was the same. So they knew exactly. They knew we, it. They knew exactly what we were. I think the only person that they don't have was um, one of the defensive tackles, and I think he went to he might have went to Cleveland or somewhere. I forget his name. And, uh, and they knew Mostert wasn't going to play too, so they already right. had. They were licking their chops. Right. Like, right. A, rookie, a rookie running back. Oh. Right. Right. <laughs> right. They're ready to feast, which they right. did. They, like, man, guys, Elijah Mitchell. I'm just gonna put this out here, man. I like Elijah Mitchell, and I felt like that was a touchdown that they took away from him. But you know, that's another story, um, or, or whatnot. But I mean, Elijah Mitchell rushing. I mean, he just couldn't get it done, man. Elijah had 17 carries. He had what? I think two less carries from last week, and like 60, 70 less yards. He went from 5.5 average to 2.5 average. His long was a 40 to a 10. But that's a that's a stingy D. 
I mean, when you see an eight in a box, I mean, what else can he really do? Oh, I know. And I, and I, and I I'm think, sure you know. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But Kyle took a whole first half. But but I, let, let's 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 dive into that a little bit more then. Let's go then. I think I think the running the running game is the scapegoat and something that he can point to because he doesn't want to openly disparage Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not fair. I feel like oh I, I think it's really fair because okay. if Jimmy Garoppolo was hitting some of those throws early. Oh yeah, it would have changed. And, and I, of course we're going to talk about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to jump ahead, but I'm gonna just say it. It would have changed. Jimmy played awful early. He was he was terrible. I'm sitting there in this. I'm like, where is he throwing that ball, bro? I got. I tweeted that first quarter, second quarter. Where is he throwing the football? And Guys are open. Trent Sherfield was open. Ball sails over his head. Remember, Ayuk is open, and I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking at it. I'm like. Yeah. Okay, Jimmy's about to complete this. That was tough. And then I just continue was... to see the ball. Continue to see the ball. That ball is over his head, bro. And I see where the ball is. And I'm like, oh, that's not complete from where I was sitting in the stands. Like, all day. Thankfully, the one pass that he threw to, to Debo on the sideline on the comeback route, thankfully that wasn't intercepted and taken to the house for six. But wait a minute. that He should have had two sixes. He's like because the play to, to the play to Brandon Ayuk, who we didn't see to the end of the game, we saw him at the very beginning, at the very end, right? But that play, you you, it's, it's got to be really hard to overthrow Brandon Ayuk. He he literally is like a stretch Armstrong. He can yes. really, and then he has ups. He's a vertical. Yes, but the yes. ball was like ten yards over his head, bro. There's nothing he could do about it. And so yeah, it was, because the passing game wasn't effective, and Jimmy was clear I don't know what was going on he was clearly off and then the running game wasn't effective now Kyle goes like okay what do I do now okay okay what do I do well this is why they were trying to throw screens and and they started the game off with screens uh Kyle Juszczyk dropped one Debo Samuel dropped one um those were drops but those looked like weird passes from Jimmy not putting it on Jimmy but all didn't look right going into the to their hands like he no. was off of a back foot, and they, I were, they were the passes were off. Yeah, he was out of rhythm. The he whole was he was so out of rhythm. And look, yeah, it wasn't good, but Mitchell was seventeen for what was that forty two? Seventeen for forty two. The Eagles' two running backs were nineteen for sixty nine. Yeah, look, I mean, all right. If we're gonna talk about this game, we'll, we'll, let's end the show with the Philly takeover because we definitely took over. Let's get let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, that, we'll, we'll we'll end with that because that's that's the that's a high the, note. Yeah, that's a high note. Absolutely. Yeah. Let, let, let's let's just talk about the 49ers defense, y'all. I don't give a I don't care what anybody in the in the the, the world that get paid to do this because we don't say 49ers got a top two defense. There's only one defense in my opinion that I feel is better than theirs right now, and that's the Rams. Now you can you, we. You can you can throw and hear 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 me out. I watched the team pretty much give up what seventeen points week one, and then it just kind of went to bed because guys got hurt, whatever, whatever. That wasn't you. You get where I'm going with this. Week two, 
On the road, and this is on the on the road. road. This is okay, okay. As long as on you, the road, okay. There, all right. Hostile territory. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, a rowdy Eagles fan base that couldn't wait to get back into Lincoln Financial Field, bro. That was talking trash on the way in and on the way out, and during the game, on, on, on every third down mm. when the Eagles had the ball, was standing up. On every third down when the 49ers had the ball, was standing up, yelling. Making a whole lot of crazy noise. Yeah. This defense held this team to three points. I, I just I so for, so 50, here, for 56 minutes. Okay. So so here of me, a 60 minute football game. So here that's where I'm we going. held this team. Guys, dirty, you better come missing, missing, missing two starting corners and one of our best linebackers to three points for 56 minutes. On Deep. their home field. Defense. <laughs> the look gives it away. Bro, I watched this game in living color, meaning I was there. In the building. When I tell you that the defense was on some bend, don't break stuff, bro, I know people don't want to talk about this, right? Because I, 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 they love this guy, right? But let's call it like it is. He gave up a 90-yard play, and the defense didn't give up any, any points. God. They went for it on all four downs, bro. All four downs. You know, on, on the fourth down most, hold on, hold on, bro, because this is the title of the show. On the fourth down, they went to the Philly special, dog. Of course they, they went did. Went to the Philly special, and they thought that the Niners weren't wasn't going to be ready. And guess who was covering Zach Ertz on that Philly special? Yo, I was just about to mention his name. <laughs> if I, I didn't think that I could gain more respect for what Fred Warner does on the football field, but actually seeing it yesterday, I'm about to cry, yo, y- yo. It's like Fred said, my brother Dre is out. We in hostile territory. I have to step it up. Yesterday, Fred found another gear. He was everywhere. Everywhere. He hit every hole when they were in the red zone. First first and goal at the three, and they tried to give it to Miles Sanders. He was in that backfield so fast. And not only was he in the backfield so fast, the tackle that he made was a statement. They didn't get a ball to Miles Sanders anymore that drive. They didn't hand the ball off to him again that drive. I don't think after that play. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. When when they when they when they tried to do um the, the the read option or like the the fake pitch and uh he kept the ball uh when uh hurts kept the ball warner was right there al shire was right there hurts hurts kept keeps the ball because he couldn't pitch it because warner and al shire were right there then he tries to run into the outside and who comes i'm i'm, I'm telling you i need a i need a white Number one Jimmy Ward jersey with the 75th anniversary patch. Bro. I need that. I need that. All Jimmy. Right. Oh. All right. All right. All right. All right. I said that the 49ers <laughs> top two. We're, I'm not being biased. I know what I watched. And I watch 
all the games after our game. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not watching any other defense do what they do. Now, I know I put the Rams ahead of us. It's because they dominate a little differently. Yes. They're they're showing they don't need the linebackers. No. They that that ain't their game. But they got have, serviceable people. We got a we got a we got a dominant pass rusher. There you go. And we have a dominant corner. Corner. You know you can't beat us at those two spots. We're daring you to beat us somewhere else. That's if that's, you if if you beat us, congratulations, that, you beat us. And that's how but they I, play. But those other two dudes are gonna make it really hard. When you test those other guys, which is a mother freaking anomaly, right? I mean, you there's eleven people on defense, and two make up like eleven. Like it's yes. crazy. Yes, like, that's, that's them, that, and they have it set up. And I'm not look. I'm not a hater. I'm calling it like I see it. They defense is that, but let me tell you about this 49ers defense. Though, though. First of all, for fifty six, I gotta repeat what you said. Fifty six minutes. Matter of fact. Their only points, Mo's, came off of penalties that extended drives. Yes. That allowed them to score. Yes. Let's call it like we're calling it. And 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 on after the 91-yard play, when they were in the red zone for four tries, it was actually more than four tries. Why? Because Josh Norman got called P. for a penalty. Extended the play, which was bull crap. Half the distance. Yo. Both, I think both calls on Norman was trash. They, he was trash. I, the, the thing I don't understand about the refs is Norman's a physical. He's a, he's a bigger DB, so he he plays physical, right? And they know that. And I don't think he's ever gotten called for PI twice in one game. I could, I got to go back and check because they know his style, and he usually gets away with it. He didn't get beat. He wasn't getting blown by. He was just physical at the joint, which. Yes. They're trying to say, oh, it was past the line, it was past the amount of five yards, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, come on, man. He didn't interfere with the guy from making a play on the ball. I could see if he grabbed the jersey, turned him in 360, put his arm. T- I could see if it was that type of interference. It was just bang, bang, play. They should have just let the guys play. But they were trying to get in his head. And you know what? They didn't. They did get into his ankle, though, because he got an ankle injury. <laughs> but they didn't get into his head. I want to give Josh Norman props because they did not get into his head. And that's what veterans do. Hey, you, and you know what? I'm going to second that, but I'm going to give props to Diamador Lenore. Oh, man, hold on. You got you got it, bro. You got it. You, and you here's it. why. It was clear that the game plan was to attack Diamador Lenore. It was clear. It was clear. And I love that you put this stat up. He gave up the 91-yarder. But if you listen to most of the top cornerbacks who play this game, they'll say, this is this is football. Sometimes you're gonna give up a big play. As a cornerback, you gotta have a short memory mm-hmm. and you gotta line it up again. Because just because they gave up that one play doesn't mean the game is over. You gotta line up again and make sure it doesn't happen. And he wasn't afraid to line it up again because they tried him in the first half. Bang, bang. And what he did in the first half against a guy like Jalen Rager is he played great technique, he forced him to the boundary. And Rager stepped out, not once, but twice. Twice. Forcing, forcing an illegal touching. That was a great play. So while fans were like, oh, yeah, he got tested and he got beat deep. He he got, you could say he got beat deep, but he didn't get beat deep because the receiver had to go out of bounds 
based on the way Lenore was covering it. See, I'm not even t- I don't even count that play. I'm just talking about the Watkins play. Watkins Watkins got on him. Now they say he stumbled. That's part of that's part of being a DB. You got yeah. to keep your feet though. Right. He he stumbled when he he was backpedaling. Watkins got on top of him and he was trying to turn. Oh. And when he turned, he kind of stumbled. stumbled a little bit, Okay, which gave Watkins a little bit more separation. Gotcha. And then he was able to make the catch. Gotcha. you. But my thing is this. I think and this is this could be me and I could be wrong. I think the safety should have been playing back just a little bit more than what they were all game. Seeing it in the stands, I think they were cheating up just a little bit too much. Now, I understand the DBs? not the DBs, just the safeties. You thought our safeties were cheating up? I thought the safety. I thought the safeties could have played back a little bit more. See, I, I mean, we were playing cover. We played cover one. I, I don't have. I we played play. cover one. At, we played cover one a lot in the first half, but in the second half, they had to switch, switch to cover, to cover two. two. Yeah, 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 yeah. To to not give up those big plays. But even 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 when we were in cover two, and sometimes in that cover one. The, the the safety was only 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. You wanted him to play he was only, coverage. I, I, I at least wanted him to play 20, 25 yards back. And that may be a little too much. Maybe not, maybe not 20, but 25 may be too much. But at least 20 to give the illusion that if you try to go deep, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Now, thankfully, Jaquanski Tart is healthy oh and he's got the speed, and he was able to help get back there. Where did Le- that speed come from, bro? And Le- he knew he had to get back there. But and where see, did it is, come from? The ball was in the air, and I'm like, oh, shh. It was cover one. He was the deep safety. But and we, we, I'm sure we'll get into this, and I think this is the mindset of this defense, and I think this is the overall mindset of the team. They got to do what we – we got to do what we got to do to get a win. Ah, uh-huh, okay. It's not just uh, we go out there, we execute, and see what happens. No, cool. we got to go above and beyond execution. So when that ball was in the air – and I think, especially this secondary, I think they're so tight. I think Tart was like, I got to help my little brother. He got beat. Cool. I got to help my little brother. I like that we gotta, mindset. We got we to gotta stop him from getting in the end zone because if we do that as a defense, we have a better chance of keeping them out of the end zone. And we're and sending them a happened. message. And we're sending them a message. And look what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I love – how Demo played, um, I think this game is a lesson that he's going to take with him, and it's only going to make him better. And we we said it last week. We're playing a wide receiver core who all has 4-3 speed. All speed. So we were expecting this. So for them to only get one big play, mm-hmm. because they, without without they, that big play, if you put that staff back up, Without that 91-yard play, yeah, he only gives up three receptions for 20 yards. Right, which is which is normal. I, look, I get it. The reason why I, I, I make mention of that is because if if that was Richard Sherman, e. right, that, the, the fan base would be going crazy. Oh, Nuts. he he can't be he can't be deep. Oh, the, oh, but because it's not Richard Sherman. You know, it's a little well, different. It's a little well, different. Well, some, well, some some of the some of the fan base is still like that, and I mean, um, uh, I'm I'm a I'm 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 a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this guy. I want us to be uh, consistent, bro. We get, getting I, beat deep is getting beat deep. I don't give. I don't care who the name is. Right. How you how you respond after though, 
which Sherman did every single time, should be the point. Which is and what I, yeah. and listen, that and that and that should be that should be what we talk about. Okay. Because even at, even after that play where Demo oh, got right, beat right. deep, but Rager stepped out of bounds. I don't even know what this means or how this works. There's a hype train going on right now. Hype train, hype train, hype train. Hype train. Um, even after that play, like you said, you don't count because the receiver stepped out. Uh-huh. Demo, Demo, he could have been like, yo, they about to test me all game and could have just had a defeatist mindset. But he was ready. He was ready. And even, even after the 91-yard play, he was like, He was still right. on it. Dude, remember Line the play? Up. Not the play right after that, but the next play that he made where they tested him, it wasn't a deep throw. It was a comeback route onto the sideline, and he dove and hit it with his hand, but the ball yep. popped up, and then it hit uh, um, uh, Miles Sanders, but he couldn't yeah. catch it, and then I thought yeah. we intercepted it. Boy, yeah. this, this let me tell you something, man. This kid, man, this kid, is <laughs> he on another level, bro. And, and, and he's not just on another level athletically, it's mentally, because you just spoke about it. Got torched from 91 yards, came back, still trying to make plays on the ball. He look, D'Amador looked like Kwan Williams and Jason Verrett at the same time. That's exactly what he looked like. And my and my thing is this: it, we talk about it with fantasy football. Let me just go to the matchups real quick. Um, yeah, why are you schedule. doing that? Let's give John, Johnny James not a game. He said, "Bump Twitch, I'm out of here. I'm getting back on on YouTube." Man. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. Thank you for the super chat contribution. Y'all having church tonight? Keep preaching, going back to and then he's going back to Twitch. I love it. <laughs> so <laughs> Packers don't have any four three speed at receiver. Zero. They uh, do have much. shifty guys though that can get open in the middle, and Devontae Adams is their is their matchup nightmare. Right. I uh, put the Amador Lenore on him though. Seahawks, you you have to worry about Tyler Lockett. He definitely Always. has speed. And then the but, physicality of DK Metcalf, and he has speed too, right? Is it four right. three though? DK, yeah, yeah DK's four three. Shit. Yeah, Sorry, DK's y'all. Four three. But see, I would, I would, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put Demo on DK because of speed. I, put, I wouldn't put D because of size. Yeah, size. But who do yeah, you I'm, put? I'm, all, oh, that's Josh Norman all day. Oh yeah, you put Josh Norman on DK. I don't care about the speed. Yeah, you put Josh Norman on DK. Because of the physicality. And yeah. I think Josh Norman going to get in DK head because DK's a hothead. DK's it. a hothead. I, I love the way the Cardinals, the Cardinals do have Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore, but if Demo's on the outside, he's either on AJ Green, who's slowing, who's slowing up, and Hopkins, who we know isn't a 4 3 guy, but he is a wily veteran. So that'll be a good test for him. I was don't have a, AJ Green caught a touchdown too this past weekend. Yeah. yeah. Colts don't have a 4 3 guy. Bears don't have a 4-3 guy. We just talked about the Cardinals. Uh, the Rams have good wide receivers, but he'll either be on Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and I don't, I'm not worried about him getting beat deep. Jags don't have a 4-3 guy. Vikings don't have a 4-3 guy. I love Justin Jefferson. I love the way he plays the game, but he'll either be on Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen, and I don't care about nobody, anybody blowing by him there. Uh, the Bengals have young guys, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I don't chases fast but not not a threat there i'm not worried about anybody on the the titan i mean on the the falcons the titans have aj brown and julio jones nobody for three but they are bigger um not worried about anybody on the texans and then we have the rams so if we're talking about pure speed I, I, darnell mooney is i don't think he's four three i think he's closer to four or four i would have to check his 40 time but he don't play and this is just from what i see Darnell Moody don't play the four three. 
and if Andy Dalton is the quarterback, I don't care if he's running four three or not. He's not getting the ball. Uh, so I appreciate your comment. Thank you for your comment, but uh, I'm not worried about the Bears, as you can see. The Bears, uh, <laughs> but no other team has that much speed. Where no matter who they put on the outside has four three, and Demo has to worry about getting beat deep. So I think. Brandon Cooks is getting older too, so he's he's probably he's still four four, but I don't think he's four three. I don't think Brandon Cooks is as fast as he was when he was with the Saints. I tell you what, he's having a hell of a fantasy year so far, though. I mean, he, that's the only person that Tyrod Taylor can throw to. <laughs> Tyrod, not, he didn't even finish the game yesterday, bro. He got hurt. So I mean, if that's the only option, I hear you. Who else gonna get the ball? I hear you. I so hear I mean, I, listen, uh, with everybody we have left on the schedule. I'm not worried about, you know, him going up against that much pure speed. And I think this game is going to give him the necessary tools that he needs to get better. It's not going to make him faster, but it'll make him craftier as a corner to set up the way he defends some of the faster receivers going forward. I think he needed to see it. I think he needed to, to be tested by it. And with the way that he's played and the way that, you know, that mental toughness, that mental fortitude that you just spoke about, Breezy. Yeah. With the with what he's displayed so far, I think this game is only gonna make him better. I hear you, bro. Look, I'm excited, man, for the kid because he came in with the mentality. They worked with him extra in camp training camp. This is the guy that they put like a, a guy attached to his hip. He had a coach attached to his hip. I thought he wasn't doing as well. Um, but no, they they were really trying to get him prepared and acclimated mm -hmm. for this next level because they saw the mentality. I think that's what they saw first. They realized because if you go back to training camp, he was getting beat and then uh, on some deep throws. But he was learning from that. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Look, you said it, man. This week on Wednesday, when we do the breakdown show against the Packers, I guarantee you they're going to try to avoid – Devontae Adams being lined up with him. They're not going to test him. You think they're going to test him? Save that for the show. Save it for the show. Save it for the show. Save for the show. Let's save it for the show. Um, look, all right. I, uh, the defense, uh, guys, the defense, in my opinion, is A1. They they held this team to three points for 56 minutes, yo. 56 minutes. And, and, and then they only got the 11 points. They only got the other, you know, the, the touchdown and the two-point conversion, basically it was two runs by um, Jalen Hurts and then a penalty, and then he scored the touchdown run on a quarterback sneak. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. One, I think the penalty was bogus, but it is what it is. They called it. Jalen Hurts had 10 carries for 82 yards, I think 50 of which came on a drive that we're talking about It did um, from his scrambles. Um, so other than that, he had a really pedestrian game running the football, held him to three points for 56 minutes. Now, with the way that we were playing all game and with the way that the defense was rushing, sometimes we got caught, you know, too deep in on the, the inside, mm -hmm. too deep in the backfield and let him get out the pocket and escape a little bit. But do, do you worry two weeks in a row late in the game that the defense slacks on fundamentals a little bit yeah. and are, and is, and is giving up plays. Yeah, and now, now this, this week, it wasn't as bad as Detroit, 
where we gave up the touchdown and then they go for the onside kick and give up another touchdown. It yeah. wasn't that bad. Right. But the late game lapses in judgment and slacking in the fundamentals, we've now seen two weeks in a row yeah. where we've given up points. Is that concerning for you? In my opinion, it is concerning because they're they're lapsing mentally and probably physically, guys. They they're probably getting out of gas. They've been chasing a they've been chasing around a guy, a quarterback that that can run. <laughs> so in week one, I, I want to say that the Lions had a tad bit of luck go there in their favor. I mean, the onside kick was luck, right? Um, but they did. Then they took players out due to injury. Like I, I really think that the Jason Verrett injury devastated like the whole organization. That the, yeah. they all they all went on pause. We talked about G- it. Yeah, and so that right there changed up everything, their whole perspective. Then they realized, oh shoot, we got to win this game, and then they went back in. You know what I mean? And so they were able to close out. So it's concerning, but the defense, for in my opinion, is finding a way is finding a way to seal the deal. Because in week one, it was the D Ford sack that sealed it. And then in this particular week, I mean, you could say the defense sealed it. I don't know if it was a specific player. They found a way to seal, they found a way to seal the deal. Um, but I, I it is concerning that they're fundamentally breaking down uh toward the end of these games. Um, and what's gonna happen when it's a game that's closer? Because notice how the Lions game, the, the, the spread score was far apart and it got right. close. This game. It wasn't a big lead, <laughs> right? Um, it was it was convincing enough. They only had three points. We had seventeen, but still, like that's not a lot. It's fourteen points. That's two touchdowns. And the moment that they scored, they had four minutes left, and I said, "Oh shoot!" Here comes the onside kick. I was in, I was in the stadium. I was like, "Here we go again." But you know, I know logically that's not what you do statistically with four minutes to go. But the 49ers missed an onside kick last week. If we give the 49ers the ball back. We might not get another chance. Let's go. Right. So I wouldn't right. be mad if they did that. I assumed that they were. They didn't, thank goodness, because all I kept saying was, here we go. Here we go again. Coming to the same place. Hey, I, I just thought something was going to happen. I was like, not the luck again. <laughs> Yo, I thought I was going to have to eat my words because I'm sitting in the stadium, right? And it's 17 to 3. And Eagles fans in my section, they started getting, I'm like, oh, where y'all going? Oh, they believe me. I was like, I was like, we, videos. We, we still got eight minutes left. We still got seven minutes. Where are y'all going? Why mm-hmm. y'all leaving? And then they they drive down, get that, that touchdown, two-point conversion. Now I'm like, hey, man, it's it's still four minutes left in this game. If they get the ball back and get a touchdown, they don't have to go for two now because they already got it. They kick a field goal. They up 18-17. I'm like, oh, I might have to eat these words. Again, like you said, thankfully, we didn't have to do that. But um, – Man, man, uh, I gotta we, go. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta clean that up, man. We gotta clean that up. We yeah, can't man. have those laps of judgment, uh, at the end of the game like that and allow teams to to get a sliver of hope that they're getting back into the game. But uh, you have to have hope that it's gonna all come together. I, I, I would say that again, uh, it's only two weeks, it's, it's only, only two games, I, like, and it's gonna all click and tick at the same time, right? Yeah, um, right now. You had a good offensive game week one. You had a better defensive game. I would say that the defensive game was consistent, but 
the play was consistent, but you know, that week one was kind of weird how it just all trickled down to mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't have been that close. Uh right. and then so so next week, this week coming up is gonna be like the ultimate test. Special teams, in my opinion, has been most consistent. Mitch Wisnowski looks like a pro bowler. Uh, <laughs> did he have three inside the 20? Yes, three inside, three inside the 20, two inside the 10 or the five. Jeez. It was something ridiculous. He he was on point yesterday. No pun intended. Look, man, look, I, special teams is good. I, and I, I mean coverage too. Kickoff, getting down there, punts, getting I mean, they're there. They're they're there. They're there. Even even the newest players on the team, the cast Trenton Cannon, yeah, made like, a, made up made a play on special teams and got a stop. Like they're there. It, it, I'm telling you, the mindset of this team is do whatever is necessary to win, even if that means above and beyond what I'm requested to do. I agree, and I I, I love it. I love it. I agree. I agree. I do want to shout out Tanya. Thank you for the super chat contribution. Listen, Tanya, this is your patch for being the winner. Don't know if you got a chance to see it, but we'll be sending this out to you this week. So thank you for participating on the Facebook group. Uh, but thank you. And also thank you for the contribution. Peer character cheerfully blowing a party horn. One more time for you. You know, that's the the Funk Flex DJ horn, you know, how we how we get down, like we about to have a party. Look, man, we're almost done talking about the game. We'll go into a little Philly takeover in a second. But uh, before we uh, conclude the game, I just want to do a quick recap, man. Listen, the offense was terrible in the first half. Uh, mainly, I would say the first quarter and then they, the two-minute drive is when the offense came to life. All right. If you don't remember, if you need to go back and watch the game, it was the two minute drive. I tell you one thing Jimmy Garoppolo could do. He could run a damn two minute drive. He can run a two minute. <laughs> we uh, unfortunately, the game is 60 and there's only two opportunities to run a two minute in the first half, and second half. So I'm going to need him for the other 56 minutes. But he know how to run a two minute. He he got the two minutes. He, he's got the two minute drive. Um, and matter of fact, he had a two-minute drive that sealed the game last time. There was a throw. Um, now wait, well, let me let me let me let me put out let me put up Jimmy Garoppolo stats because you know you know that old cliche saying is it's not about how you start but how you finish. And listen, this is what is annoying me. Okay. About Jimmy G. Okay, go ahead, talk about it, baby. We because got because we watch the game mm-hmm. and we see how awful it is. Mm-hmm. And we see him missing throws early, and the offense can't get a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And as fans, we got our panties in a bunch because that Eagles game was closer than it should have been, right? Agreed. But then you look at the total, and like you said, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. He was 22 of 30. That's a fish. I think that's 70 plus percent pass. <laughs> he completed 70% of his passes. <laughs> he had 189 yards and a touchdown. And he also had a rushing score. So the 14 points that we scored, Jimmy was a part of both of those touchdowns. 73%, bro. 73%, Pat. Like 22 or 30? Zero turnovers. That's solid. And again, (laughs) no turnovers. No interceptions. No fumbles. Jimmy. So it's like, bro, we know you're mediocre. We know this is what we were going to get from you. Most of us want to see Trey Lance 
But you're playing well enough for us to win. It's so like we, we just got to rock with it, right? Yeah, I, we do. But my question is, again, for how long? Because because he efficient, yes. But there's there's stories behind the efficiency. Because uh, yeah. 6.3 yards a, cat, a, a, a throw, that's trash. From a quarterback, that's trash. 189 yards. I feel like quarterbacks should at least minimum get 200 yards a game. Minimum. Passing yards. Should. Should. Minimum. minimum. Right? 30, I, I like the 30 attempts. I think that's that's pretty solid for a, for a quarterback. You don't really want your quarterback throwing 40-plus times, man. That's more chances for him to turn over the ball. Right? So I, I, I would think that's good. But 6.3 yards and everything. I'm not trying to find the bad in Jimmy. I'm just saying – I think that I think the Jimmy we saw is the Jimmy that we that's the Jimmy. That that's it. That's that's him. He might have an outlier game where it's really high or really low, but I think this right here, these stats, 189 yards, 22 for 30, short passing game, quick passes, all yak yards. I think that's Jimmy. Yeah. And I agree with winning, you. We just gonna have to rock out with it, like that's. We, stop, I, I. So so so, and 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 that's the conundrum. That's the conundrum. The conundrum is if we're winning, but we don't play the Eagles the rest of the year, dude. We got the Packers this week. We don't play the Lions the rest of the year. I, we're coming so up I, on our toughest stretch where we play, and maybe maybe it's not as tough because. The Packers may not be as good as everybody thinks they are. The t- it's going to get the Packers get to the West, bro. Like, let's just call it like it is. It, it's still the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is still the reigning MVP until someone else is crowned MVP. And good then point. we got Seattle, and we got Kyler after that. Good point. And if Jalen Hurts was it was able to rush for ten yards and ten carries for eighty-two yards, although most of them came in the fourth quarter, what do you think Russ is going to be able to do? Yo, Kyler. What do you think Kyler's gonna be able to do? Four hundred passing yards a game. A game, four, like four touchdowns a game too. Cliff Kingsbury said, "Beep it." I need. I need a Cliff Kingsbury said it, and he is throwing that thing around the yard, bro. You know why? Because Cliff Kingsbury took the chains off Kyler Murray and said, "Go be great." Go be Kyler Murray. Just do what you do. I, another show, another another show. Because I I don't want to, uh, I don't want to prolong the conversation. Like ev- even even with Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle has chains on him. It, it, he had, but see, he has chains on him because he doesn't trust him. When you when you have trust, there's no chains. When you have trust. There's no stipulations. You see, Tavares said it, man. I don't. I don't think it's just his arm. He doesn't trust his arm. He doesn't trust his decision making. He doesn't trust. Then why is he on the team, bro? Because he can serviceably get you wins. That ain't cool. I'd rather I, I, lose with Trey Lance taking shots. Don't turn in the ball though. I'd rather lose, but getting like a trustworthy guy in there. I, but see, I think the dichotomy of the team is making this difficult because it, it, it was what I thought earlier where, you know, he has to be absolutely certain. 
because once he takes Jimmy out and he goes with Trey, That's he can't go back to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy has a lot of good wealth that has been built up with this team. And, you know, listening to, to some other, you know, Niners uh, content creators, there was a lot of rumbling amongst the team when John and Kyle traded up to number three for a quarterback. Yes, there was. Yes, a lot of players were like, uh, I don't think that's necessary. I think that's overkill. And if those are prominent players on this team who are like riding for Jimmy, ride or die, like I'm going to war with this dude. And whether we come out victorious or we both end up with bullet holes and we die on the battlefield, we ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. I agree with that. But then you got to you got to factor in the content. Like the like the context the context excuse me you got to factor in that Jimmy can't stay healthy and you can ride together well, as you can well, as of, as of right now with better offensive line play Jimmy hasn't been touched I and yeah I have that too and, and, and you're right but there's that possibility that if an offensive lineman goes down then what happens if it, like you get what I'm saying like you got to prepare for the worst. Because it can happen. This is the NFL, and we are the 49ers. I was talking to an Eagle fan. Oh my God! They first of all, I, I can't give them shoutouts because they're they're really bad, all right? Breezy, breezy, don't do this right now. Okay, don't do this. I I just went through a whole Facebook rant. All right, with somebody hey, with, with somebody who I have respect for as a person, <laughs> and I I hope he's watching this to see what I say and analyze it. I have respect for him as a person, okay. but when it comes to football and him being an Eagles fan and how he, yo, I, I just, I'll talk to you off camera about it. Got you. But no, but I had, I had an issue with an Eagles, with an Eagles fan at the game that was sitting in front of me, and it wasn't necessarily with him; it was with their whole fan base because you remember the play Kevin Givens got injured. Mm-hmm. They started booing. Yeah, and I'm like. It, they started booing because they thought he was faking an injury or, or trying to slow the, slow, slow the, game, slow the down. game down. Yeah. I'm like, damn. And so the guy asked, I mean, come on, is he really injured? And I was like, well, we're the 49ers. Like, yeah. Like, we don't fake injuries. We don't have to. Like, it's what it is. We're playing on turf. It looked real, but it ain't. We didn't know what the injury was, but we did see him limp off to the sideline. We knew it had to do something funky with his walking. And all I kept saying, please don't let it be an Achilles. Don't let it be ACL, whatever, whatever. Because you can still walk on it, but it's, it just hurt. Um, and you know what? This this saying ain't true, but people have been saying it long before I was born. And they'll say it long after. God don't like ugly. He gets you back, too. And the, what happened with Brandon, Brandon Graham? Graham? I I'm knew not, you. I'm not. I'm not saying that, that that was God and he did that. I'm not saying that that was retaliation. But if you just look at how they booed when Kevin Givens went down. You want to know what when I Brandon, did? But when, when Brandon Graham went down. It was silent. I, it was silent. But, not, but also. Not, not no, no, no. Because no, I booed. But also. But, uh, <laughs> oh, you petty. booed? Oh, I'm see, petty. I, oh, no. See, I didn't do that. What happened was we're in my section. All the 49er fans who was there, we didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. And when they helped him up and he got him off the field. Me, Joe, and 12, 12 other 49er fans in my section, mm-hmm. we stood up with the Eagles fans and we clapped for Brandon Graham as he walked off the field. Oh, I clapped when he walked off. But when he was down, I was like, boo. <laughs> Just because. 
And y'all, and you know I love Brandon Graham because he went to my he went to Michigan. Right. I mean, right. I told the 49ers should have signed him in the offseason. They should have tried to offer him a He's a pass rusher. That's what he do. I booed just because they were being idiots, not because yeah. of him being injured. I never yeah. boo for an injured player. That's not my style. No. That's why I couldn't figure out, you know, but guess what he did? He delayed the game. 49ers had some mojo. They were, we were we were running out the car. It was the same situation, but you're right. God don't like ugly man, and and that's what he did. Man. Let's get to these game balls, man, and then we can talk a little bit about the experience to get up out of here, man. Look, we got all four of our game balls, right? So let's start with Peachy. She's not here. Peachy chose the man in the middle, Fred Warner. All right, Fred Warner. Uh, oh, listen, that dude finished. Uh, Most talk a little bit about him. He has seven total tackles. He was playing coverage like none other. I mean, you want to talk about we talk we, they talk so much trash about him not being able to cover TJ Hawkinson last week. He covered uh, this week, bro. He, he covered he cut and listen, Goddard, Goddard he covered and Goddard. <laughs> he covered Ertz and Goddard. Oh uh, yeah, Gertz and Ertz and Goddard. Like, Goddard he, he had two catches all. for 24. That's it. Ertz had That's one it. catches for six. That's so it. That's three catches for thirty yards. That's it. The tight ends. That that's it, bro. Like that. That's it. That that's my point. Like whatever y'all said to him, whatever y'all talked about him, whatever y'all did, that changed his whole game plan. Uh, Sean, I'm gonna get to your contribution in a second, but thank you so much for contributing. We'll get right back to it. Just want to finish out our game balls. All right, McCall is not here tonight, but he went with Diamador Lenora, and you talked about him earlier, man. This kid is a baller, bro. Mm-hmm. He is a baller. He is a baller, guys. We talked about him. You you went with the 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 sack. The only guy he had two sacks in this game. Nick Bosa. I, w- I went with Nick Bosa. Here's why I went with Nick Bosa. Please talk to us. When you have to take three guys to block this man, Jesus. <laughs> Brian Baldinger showed a clip where they had three tight ends in the game. 13 percent. And I think on and I think on that play, all three tight ends touch Bosa. Like he got chipped by one tight end, got chipped by another tight end, is being blocked by Lane Johnson, and then the guard comes over to give him help as well. Like when you're dedicating three and four dudes on your offense to one guy, and he's still able to wreck the game, open it up for other players, and get two sacks himself. We all knew he was going to be a problem, man. Like, like I, I, the league, the league knows. And if you don't have the personnel to do that, hey, wait, wait. He they did all that. He still got two sacks on a running quarterback, and and forced a fumble. And the and the only reason oh, got that ball back. Jalen Hurts only on no no oh, it it when he fumbled it. I think it popped into Dallas Goddard's hands or Zach Ertz's hands. Oh, I mean, they, the but Eagles the, got the ball back. My but the only, only only reason why one of those dudes was able to get the ball they were is blocking. because they stayed in the block Nick Bosa and he beat the brakes off of him. It was Dallas Goddard, I believe. Beat the brakes off of him. So he's turning to look at Nick Bosa, annihilate his quarterback, and then the ball comes out and thankfully pops into his hands. That's crazy. But the only reason why he was there is because he stayed in to block Nick Bosa. So when you're dedicating that much to that guy and he's still able to wreck the game, he was still able to be a major contributing factor to why we only gave up three points in 56 minutes. 
He's my that's my game ball. And now we're going into another game with a Green Bay Packers offensive line that doesn't have David Bakhtiari. And I don't know who their right tackle is because they they've been moving both the on either. both sides. They got Tanyan, but I mean they, yeah. they don't they don't have the tight ends that are blockers like Goddard and Ertz. So you mean to tell me we're going into that game on our home field and in and, and our first home game, our home opener in front of the faithful? The last no Bakhtiari and whoever you have at right tackle? Just just take a look at the last regular season game against the Packers at home and just 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 go back and rewatch that game. And they had both of their defensive guys to play that game. Both the Smith brothers. Now they're down to one. We'll talk about it. We'll break all that stuff down for you Wednesday. I promise you. Make sure y'all tune in to us Wednesday night. Same time, same place, man. Be here. Yeah, you're going to want to be here. We're going to definitely have some fun breaking that down. Uh, let's get to uh, – I'll get to my game ball player, but I want to get to Sean's contribution with the Super Chat. Ooh, I think – oh, this is a good – now this is a good way to look at it. I think Kyle is holding his cards close to his chest before he shows he has a full house 10 games into the season. Showing teams he could dominate you with vanilla plays. I also think Kyle doesn't want to lose Jim's friendship. I think that's what he's trying to say. Or Jim to lose Jim's friends. Jim's friends. Oh, yeah, so the like guys Kittle. he has. Yeah yeah. 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 Like like the Kittles. Like the uh the Ross Dwellies. Like who has not Nick one catch on this year, by the way. And I and I thought he was going to be a big factor in this offense, like the like the the use checks, like the McGlinchies and the Brunskills. Mm. He doesn't want he doesn't want to lose the faith of all of Jimmy's buddies so because Jimmy they has love five Jimmy. Guys. Yeah, I got you. They love Jimmy. Jimmy has five guys. I got you. I'm gonna add. I'm sure. On- yeah, I'm, I'm sure he has more than that, but. I mean, he got some guys on. I think one of his biggest supporters is um, DJ Jones, who had an amazing game too. By the way, I, I needed to see that from DJ. Yeah, because I, I needed I, to see I that. Got, from I DJ. got on his tail week one. Yeah, but I needed to really? see that from DJ. We, DJ was like, "Okay, I got yeah. you, Coach. You need yeah. me to step up? I got you." Yeah, we DJ too. was a force. He was a force. He was back there, dude. I told that's you, the DJ. That's the DJ I remember. But but we also had Ken Law. And so, and so I told you, I, not you, you as I, yeah, I said, Kinlaw changes the way teams will run. That up yeah. the middle crap ain't going, plus it allows the linebackers to fill their gaps differently. Yeah. And you might want to chunk up that Greenlaw was injured last week, and it could have been a reason why he was poorly filling in his gaps. Don't know? Just saying. All I know is Fred was filling the gaps. Al Shire was filling the gaps. Marcel Harris was playing. Linebacker. Like, look. And, and cooking. Cooking. <laughs> it, was, it was a great, it was great. It was great to watch, even though it was only 17 to 11, but it was a defensive game. The offense did pick up some mojo. I told you, the offense picked up their mojo the moment Brandon Graham left the game. And then they had to start putting Ryan Kerrigan out there, and he just wasn't. At, he Ryan Kerrigan is older. He just he's not Brandon Graham. He doesn't bring the same force. He's a rotational guy now in this in his career. And if he was coming in on rotation, he would have been a problem. But he which he was, and then once he had to go in because Brandon Graham was out, 
You started seeing us start chucking the plays. We started doing halfback tosses. We started going back inside with Jermichael Hazy. This is the adjustments I'm talking Kyle did on the offense. He started going inside, inside zone. You started seeing Hasty make these one cuts. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was like night and day. You watched two teams night and day. Sean also made another contribution. He, he's asking, is D Ford hurt again? According to the injury report, no. But I didn't yeah. see D Ford out there. I, I, You know what? I did see him out there. Was it the last play? In, in no, I saw, no I saw offsides. him out there. I saw him out there throughout the game. He, got, he did think- get an offsides penalty, though. I think he got a um I think he was maybe maybe around 50 or 60% of the snaps on defense. I'm I, I know he didn't I know I know uh Nick Bosa's uh percentage went up. So I think week 1 he played 55% of the snaps so on he, defense. Okay. And then yesterday Nick Bosa played 72%. Mm-hmm. Um but I think I think D Ford is still hovering around that 50% range of snaps. But I saw him uh I I saw him on defense Okay. At least every quarter. It, know, it was just weird because so. you didn't hear his name. Just, I mean, I didn't. I didn't hear Eric Armstead's name either. No, no, he didn't. Absolutely, absolutely not. He did make a play in the backfield. I think on one play though, it wasn't a sack. It was just a play in the backfield. He was able to penetrate. I heard. I heard. I heard more Samson Ebukam's name. Yep. yep. Um, and Arden fun. Key. Arden Key almost made a, a good play. He almost had the sack, bro. No, no, the the one play where they tried to throw the screen and like he. Like batted oh, it backwards, was, yeah, and they thought it was he, he thought it was a a backwards pass, and he tried to scoop it up, but they said it was an incomplete. Who was it then? I thought Arden Key was the guy that had the snack. He said snack sack. He had him down. He had the leg, and 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 uh, Hertz was just able to get his leg out of it, and he ended up turning it into a big game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was I on the right was side, and then he turned back that, and went to the left side. I think that was key too. So yeah, key, I mean, he's key. They was they was making some plays, but hey, I I I didn't hear a lot of D Ford. I didn't hear a lot of uh um D Ford had the, D Ford had the penalty on the Jalen Hurts touchdown. He was mm-hmm. offsides, but he had scored, so they they declined it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. And that. then I mean, the only noise I heard of Kinlaw was the the blocked field goal. Yeah, but he was he was in the back, like he was penetrating the middle. Like oh they, no no no! He he was holding it down. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. He was yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. That block kick just, though was crazy. His con- his contribution wasn't on the stat sheet. No. And you know who he gave credit to on the block kick? DJ Jones. DJ Jones. All right. DJ Jones. All right. So my player, my player is is Jaquiski Tart. Now, y'all thought I was gonna pick Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Nah. <laughs> my player was. We, look how we notice how we all went defense. This lets you know that this was a defensive game. And we're and listen, we're gonna have to win those. I, yes. I know, I know people want to see exciting football. I know they want us to put up a lot of points because when we put up a lot of points, a lot of times the other team doesn't, and we have more peace of mind that we were able to win the game easier. But in the NFL, we're gonna have to win ball games like this. We're gonna have to win the 17, the tens. We're gonna have to win the 10 sevens or the 10 threes sometimes. Yes. This this helps the defense build character. This helps the offense build character and say, you know, we play good, but how can we play better to where it's not all on the defense? And if we play better and the defense is playing this good, then we can really blow teams out. Agreed. Agreed, man. Listen, man, what a great episode. Before we get out of here, man, we're going to talk a little bit about that Philly takeover. 
All right. Shout out to the 717 49ers chapter, man. Yeah. I didn't get that one. Oh, you got to see. I didn't get that one. You got you got the Philly takeover. I got the invasion one. Where'd you get that one? Oh, see, cause you didn't come in Saturday. So this was from the event Saturday at um All right. So I'm gonna like be mad the, at the you and Peachy then because y'all knew I wasn't coming in on Saturday. And y'all was supposed to make sure Breezy got that joint. You know what I'm saying? But it's cool. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's how we get down. But I got it. But the 717 was definitely representing on Sunday, man. I just want to I wanted to give them a shout out right here on the show, man. I hope they're tuning in. And if not, we'll make sure that they watch that joint. If you know anybody from that chapter, let them know that we love them. We support them. Uh, yes, shout out to do. our guy, Avery, man. We're hoping everything is all right with his health. But it was an amazing experience, bro. We went live on Sizzling Sunday, man. They were chefing up in that joint, yo. Man, they had the burgers. They had the hot dogs. They had the chicken. And listen. When she pulled out the season, when Nicole pulled out the season, I was like, okay. The big joints, too. The big joints, too. That's that That's that. That Costco, BJ's, Sam's Club. Sam's Club. Season, <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> that's, that's, see, see, I know I can say this to you. That's them big seasonings that the church folks have when the, they be doing them Sunday the dinners. dinners at the church <laughs> and they got to cook up for everybody. That's them big joints that they grab yes, in the church kitchen. You feel yes, me? sir. Them joints have no expiration date. They just no. last. Okay? <laughs> All right. Now, listen. Sister hear me Johnson, out. How long that season been there? Boy, well, two, three years. It. It's, <laughs> if there's still some in there, we can still use it. They probably still got the paper bags they shake up and put the chicken you in. You feel though. me? And it got to be a brown paper bag. Don't let it, it be no be other paper, paper bag. bag. Yeah. You better not put no flour in no plastic shop right bag. Don't do that. Don't whatever, do it. Whatever your supermarket of choice is, you better not put that flour in no plastic bag. Put that joint in a brown paper bag. Now, listen, yes, sir. I want to give the chefs a shout out because they were Eagle fans cooking our food. They was. They had on their Eagle shirts and they was out there cooking for but it. They was holding it down. Amongst a red. I mean, it had to be 20 Eagle fans to like... 2049er fans, yo. right? Listen, I'm 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 surprised ain't nobody get food poisoning. You know what I'm saying? I'm good, bro. I, I'm I, good too. I, I, just, I just kind of want to hit Nicole up and get some more chicken. You like, know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then listen, I had my chicken early. Right, right. Later on, later on, I'm seeing people and I'm smelling. I'm like, is that bar? I'm looking at people got barbecue sauce. I'm like, yo, where did barbecue sauce come from? Oh, somebody must have brought barbecue sauce because she's sure enough didn't pull that joint out. She didn't put either somebody else, but they must have brought it later. Some, but at, at at one point, the barbecue sauce came out, and I'm seeing people with barbecue sauce on their chicken. I'm like, yo, I didn't get none of this barbecue chicken. Look, I just no got one, the regular grilled chicken. I got the grilled chicken with the seasoning crust up from the from the grill. Yeah, Look, no one is like, how could you trust them? Listen, man, I don't know about you, no one. I pray over my food. Hey, so listen, I leave it up faith in something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was hungry, so I had to eat. You know what you I'm saying? <laughs> I, had, I had to eat um, because I didn't want to be famished and spend money at the stadium because stadium prices be on level. Lord. Cocaine, yo. They ain't got no specials, man. You just paying what you see. Never. You can't make a deal, neither. You could be like, yo, man, how about you give me some sauce for 50 cents? Nah. 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 Mm -mm. They charging for the whole thing. 
But now nah, we trusted them, man. It was it was pretty cool. Uh, but the faithful, man, the DJs was out there doing their thing. People's out there dancing. You had all the vendors set up. It was like a, a 49er smorgasbord of, of, of conglomerate and then just having fun and getting to know one another. The network, the branding, everything was there. Man, we were taking photos with people we didn't know. We were taking photos with people we knew. I don't know about you. They had me feeling like a celebrity, bro. Like I, I was just like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm the same as you. We just, we just fit. No, praise the killer. Let's go. Mose was in everybody's picture. Mose had this camera. Look, I'm, I'm, I was more excited at the event, the pregame tailgate than I was the game. I had more fun at the tailgate than I did at the game. Put it like that. Yeah, the game, the game was stressful, especially early. The game was stressful. The, the tailgate, man, just seeing all the faithful out there, all the different chapters. We had 717, nothing but Niners, Nitty Gritty Niners, 609 ers all the all the chapters of Niners, everybody was out there. Uh Jersey Shore chapter was out there. Um, just seeing all the faithful. I, I listen, I even ran into my cousin. This is my first cousin on my dad's side. I ran into my cousin Daryl. Um, he had just got married, I think either last year or the year before. I didn't know that his wife was a Niners fan. So I I saw my cousin, he sees me. I'm like, yo, what are you doing here? So I I I link up with my cousin, shake his hand, finally get introduced to his wife, my new cousin. Didn't know she was a Niner fan. She had her 717 faithful shirt on. She had her gold Niner jacket, her Niners glass. She had she was decked out. And I was like, you didn't tell us. I was like, now nah, I see why you married her. She got good takes. So I saw I saw my cousins there, uh, like real family, not just yeah. like play. Like I saw family, family, uh, all the faithful who was there, everybody showing up with their flags and their jerseys. And I listen, me and my, my OG Joe was like, we got to get one of them iced out, blinged out. Chains. Yo, I got to I got to find my drink. <laughs> I had my breezy joint on, but I felt I felt I didn't feel cold enough. You know? What oh I'm my saying? god! It was so much ice. <laughs> Look, I I'm, was looking around. I was like, I need I'm, the bling." I'm, I'm, we gonna find it, bro. The next time we go up in there, we gonna have the, the SF spinning, bro. We gonna take this shit back to the two thousands, bro. We are gonna have that joint spinning. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what? I'm also wondering, breezy. What's that? Because I, I saw, you know, like they had like the seven one seven one. We should get the. Mm. They had a six oh niners one, bro. If we got the blinged out nitty gritty niners joint, cause let's do it. All right, we, we'll figure it out. We, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm trying to get change. I'm, I'm, I'm on it, yo. Cause I like the bling bling, <laughs> guys, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We had an amazing time in Philadelphia. Shout out to their city. It was brotherly love, except for at the game. Everybody else was nice. I went out to get some cheesesteaks. Very nice. And 49er gear, nitty gritty 49er gear, they were just like nice congratulating on the win. I'm like, yeah, for real? They were nice. They didn't poison the food. I'm good. I'm home. I'm safe. Peachy's probably landed. She's home. She's safe. Moses home. He's safe. Mike, Nick, everybody's good. Everybody is good, but shout out to the city of Philadelphia, great city. Shout out to our boy Crocker. Um, uh, John Chapman was there. Like every, like it was, it was crazy, yo. I am gonna try to make it to the LA joint. I'm a, like, my wife asked me what I wanted for my birthday. I said I want to be in LA. It's like, Ooh. like game. We just want to go to the city. I want to go to the game. I don't give a fuck about the city. I want to go. Ooh. To the game. So, with that being said, I'm gonna try to be in LA at that Rams game. Never been. 
to the, the LA's. I've never been to their stadium. So this will be good, which means I won't make it to a home game this season, but I've definitely been to two road games. And if we go to the playoffs, we all going. Like, bump that. Like, we going. Like, I, I, I'll figure it out. We going. All right. But that's how we trust them. Uh, shout out to Mariah. Shout out to all the content creators out there. I'm sure you guys about to go jump on uh, Nothing But Niners. They got their show about to pop off. I'm going to watch a little football, probably jump on their joint as well. I need to see how bad Green Bay plays tonight, which I think they're going to probably put up a 50 burger on Detroit, yo, just because. I want to give John a shout out for the super chat. We don't appreciate we don't you, John. Late, bro, but we appreciate the contribution, man. Two of the best in the business. You're one of the best in the business. Make sure you yes, support he is. and his show, as well as Mariah and all the other content creators that are right here in the chat. Y'all link up, man. That's what we do. That's what I love about the Philly Takeover. It didn't matter where we were from. We were all repping the same red and gold, bro. Yes. That's what it's all about. That's how we got to be from now on. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to Nitty Gritty, man. We truly appreciate it. Hey, Mo's. I'm going to keep it nitty. You're going to keep it what? Gritty. We all just join. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. Please follow and subscribe on twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. Also on YouTube, YouTube backslash Wayne Breezy.